Welcome to the Best Ever You Show with your host, Elizabeth Hamilton Garino, CEO and founder of the Best Ever You Network, helping you live your life to the fullest. How? Real people, including celebrities, real advice, real places, products, and businesses, real life stories. It's all right here for you with this radio show, printed magazine, websites, community, and more. Remember to visit us online, too, at besteveryou.com. And now here's your host, CEO and founder of the Best Ever You Network, Elizabeth Hamilton Garino. Hello, Hello everybody, and welcome to the Best Appreciate that. And, uh, yeah, just, I guess, to give you a quick background, you know, I guess the obvious thing to talk about is I was born with this condition known as brittle bones disorder. And what that meant, Elizabeth, is by the age of 12, I had fractured over 150 bones. And, you know, I don't know for yourself, Elizabeth, or for anyone listening, if you've ever broken a bone, it's it's not the most pleasant experience. Uh, So imagine having to do that, you know, over 150 times in, in, you know, in that many years. So so I guess my childhood was mainly, uh, I guess, colored by a lot of that physical trauma and being in and out of hospital and, you know, and, and I guess if I'm honest, uh, a bit of frustration as well because I I wanted to be involved, I wanted to be independent, I wanted to do what I could see, you know, my, my peers or the other kids in my class doing, uh, my siblings as well, but, you know, I couldn't really get involved in all the games and in all the fun activities um, because I was so fragile. Um, and And so... I guess maybe even more than the physical stuff, it's the mental blocks that um, that maybe affected me the most because I guess uh, at that stage of my life, I was wondering, you know, am I ever going to be able to participate in life? Am I am I ever going to be able to deliver on all of these big dreams and ambitions that I've got? Um, but just to kind of fast forward, and I mean, we can dive deeper into stuff um, as we speak. You know, today I'm, I'm a motivational speaker. I'm, fortunate to be able to to travel and to share my message, share my story with audiences on, on various platforms and you know, I'm hoping that I'll be able to deliver some value for, for yourself, Elizabeth, and for anyone who's listening. That's that's just an amazing story. I'm I'm hoping that we um we quit up the audio so that everybody can hear you very well and hopefully people can hear me well. Can can you hear me okay now? Hopefully it works yes. better. Yep, Good. Better. Okay. Yeah, I think we had like double audio going for some reason, um, but it's an honor to have you with us. And what I was saying before was that you have this amazing TED Talk and um, this message about your limitations are an illusion, which you kind of hinted at so far. Um, and, you know, as I was listening to your TED Talk today, it was so um, – I've listened to it a couple times too, but I listened to it again before we went on the show – but I'm, I'm always so inspired by you and your message. You have such a, a beautiful tone, and you're funny, which I don't know how you got such a great sense of humor, but you're funny, and you you really are touching lives. Do you want to? How did you get the idea to 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 do what you're doing? Yeah, I mean, I'd like to sit here and say it was part of a big master plan that I always had. But if, if I'm totally honest, I, I got into speaking and I got into um, being a content creator almost by accident, Elizabeth. So uh, my first experience of speaking was when I was working in corporate. And, you know, I had to do a bunch of presentations for work, you know, really um, dull type of presentations, business presentations, if I'm, if I'm honest, that were not particularly interesting. Um, but when I did a few of those and, you know, I wasn't very good, but I actually realized that I kind of enjoyed being on stage and, and you know, even, even though it was in an office setting. Um, so I guess I was at a point in my career where I wanted to, um, I guess, develop my confidence. And I decided to just go out and check out uh, something called Toastmasters, which you might be familiar with. And, yeah, I um, love Toastmasters. Yeah, they're amazing. And, you know, for anyone listening, you know, Toastmasters is just, an amazing meetup for people who want to develop their public speaking skills. So, so you know what? I want to get better at, at speaking and be more confident. So I'm going to go hang out with these guys. And while I was there, I I got to know someone who later became a mentor. And and he said he he thought I could have a a, a wide reaching impact with my speaking because um, I, I guess he saw something in me. And um, he challenged me to to look for bigger platforms 
uh, one of which was TED, uh, a TED Talk. Uh, of course, at the time I was thinking, oh my God, no, I don't think I'm ready for a TED <laughs> Talk. I can barely, I can barely deliver a presentation to you know seven of my colleagues in the office. Um, but I, I think in the end, I, I just kind of applied for it, Elizabeth, just to shut him up, to be honest, because my plan was to just apply for it, get a get a no, and say, you see, you know, I, I tried for it, and they didn't give it to me because I'm inexperienced. Uh, but to my horror. <laughs> Uh, I got accepted for the TED Talk, uh, and you know I was fortunate to present on that stage, and I'm I'm really grateful that so many people have have watched it, and I found some value in doing that, um, including yourself. So thank you so much. And uh, and I guess once I had a taste of speaking, I realized that you know this is what I wanted to do. This was my calling, and you know this this would be a way for me to to use my story, to use my lessons of overcoming physical limitations to to actually encourage other people who might be facing other types of limitations, uh, whether physical or otherwise. Do you, do you, did you have a moment where you needed to set new goals? You must have had a moment where you were like, "Oh wow, that just happened! Time to set some new goals." So, what are some of the what are some of the things that you want to do? Yeah, sure. So my big goal is to reach one billion people and inspire them um, to, to be more and to do more um, because, I mean, there's, there's a bunch of really talented and amazing motivational speakers in this world. But I think, you know, sometimes you just need to hear it from somebody who's a little bit different, somebody who comes from a different or maybe a, perhaps a slightly more unique perspective, uh, which I think is what I bring to the stage because if you've seen on the stage, you know, I'm three foot. I'm in a wheelchair. I've got this story about, you know, breaking all these bones. But yet, you know, I live in London, UK. I'm fully independent. You know, I worked for global organizations for, you know, for more than a decade. Um, so, you know, it's trying to pull those lessons that enable me to achieve some level of success despite my limitations and making those ideas and those mindset shifts transferable, uh, whether it's to you know, someone in the street or, or even someone like you, Elizabeth, or, or your audience. Yeah, it it's um it's amazing what you're doing. I, I just can't say that enough. And I like your um could you go into a little bit of your TED talk without, you know, giving the whole thing away? Would you mind? <laughs> um and the reason why I ask that is because um when we have these shows um, we have a lot of people, like even like in their car or treadmill or whatever it is, listening. And yeah. I love it when our show gives really good takeaways, just like even mm. like one piece of wisdom. So, what I was hoping you would talk about were your three points, your three lessons. Yeah, sure. I love those. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sure. And no, I'm happy to sort of dive into that. And actually, funny enough, uh, as a as a side point. You know, when I was sort of thinking, you know, when I got accepted for the TED talk, um, you know, they invited me. They said they wanted to to hear my my talk. Uh, I was really afraid of sort of sharing my story um, because, yes, I am fairly an outgoing person, um, and you know, I, I like to socialize. I like to talk to people. But for me, the TED talk was one of the first opportunities that I had to really go go really deep on some of the stuff that I had experienced and. To be fair, some of it I hadn't even discussed with my family um, in terms of, you know, yes, I have this disability, but how was I feeling? What was I thinking? You know, what was my perception of the future? Um, so I guess the three main lessons from the talk, it's a 15-minute talk. Um, you know, if anybody wants to watch it, I think we can share my website on the show notes. But uh, the, the three main uh, ideas was, first of all, about turning obstacles into opportunities. And, you know, this is... This, this is not a new idea, but I basically go into how I was able to take situations in my life, you know, almost almost that whole idea of, you know, when life gives you lemons, what do you do? You know, how do you make lemonade? You know, do you sit at home crying because you have a disability or, you know, or because you have a relationship struggle or, or a financial situation? Or do you think, you know, how can I reframe this moment, this situation um, into, into, into a way of moving forward? And uh, the second point was the second point was around you know don't let your situation define you. Um, and I think that was again around 
you know, whatever circumstances you come from, um, in my case, having this disability where, you know, I thought I was never going to be able to have a good quality of life because the kind of life that I wanted was, you know, a normal life. And I didn't really see anybody who was in a wheelchair, who was three foot tall, um, when I was younger, doing the kind of things that I wanted to do. And I think that's actually been one of the, one of my key drivers for wanting to become a motivational speaker and wanting to encourage other people is to be almost that role model, uh, maybe even more so for people uh, for the younger generation because when I was growing up, I really wished I had, you know, I had that person to look up to who kind of looked like me or who, who would kind of get it from, from my position. Um, and I think finally I wrap up by talking about, you know, the big mission that I have um, and, and how I want to use my, my lessons and my wisdom to, to inspire and, and to reach many people um, because where I've got to now, Elizabeth, is I see my situation, I see my my disability almost as no longer a disadvantage, but actually a situation and a duty of mine to to use that story to help other people turn their situations around. Was there a moment where you learned, like, like thought all about that, or did somebody? Somebody tried to cheer you up one day and <laughs> gave you this as an idea, or I mean, how how did this come yeah. about? Like, was there is there a pivotal moment in your life where y- you decided to to, or have you always just had a cheerful personality and or a never give up type? <laughs> no, definitely not. I mean, I can be as grumpy as anybody. So <laughs> I think. Um, <laughs> I think I think it's it's on the spectrum. So one of the messages that I like to share is on the topic of resilience, um, because you know people often approach me, Elizabeth, and they say, "Hey, Winston, you know, um, I had it today actually, just just a few minutes ago as I was getting ready for this interview. I was just walking or rolling down the street, and a guy, just complete stranger, came up to me and he said, "Wow, dude, you're just you're just an inspiration." <laughs> and and in yeah. my head, I'm thinking. Wow. Okay. Uh, thank you. But it's almost it's almost that undeserved praise. I mean, I appreciate it, and I'm sure it was it was coming from a good place. Um, but one of the messages that I share is, you know, we all have this resilience muscle within us, and the way I can almost explain it is, it's kind of like going to the gym. So when you go to the gym, you're able to, you know, to put your muscles under pressure, under stress, and help them to get stronger and to grow. And so perhaps because I've been through, you know, some different challenges to maybe you, Elizabeth, or someone listening to this right now. I've been in the gym a little bit longer than, than most people. Um, yeah. and, and where I want to, the message that I'm fundamentally trying to share is that, you know, once we step out of our comfort zone, we can actually put ourselves in that gym of life and we can actually discover, you know, resilience. We can actually discover strength of character. We can actually discover... Uh, perseverance that we never we never thought we would exist within us um, because a lot of the time the reason why we were not able to show strength of character is just because we keep playing it safe in everything that we do. You know, I'm I, I'm so glad that you're here. I feel blessed and honored to hear your voice and hear you and and learn from you and and share you with our audience because I think this is a really special moment and I think your your message is so needed because there's so many people that struggle out there with whatever it is. And I think one of the things that I really love most about you is that you have a whatever it is approach. It's you aren't saying, well, I have it worse than you do and so therefore, you know, you know, pain into purpose kind of thing. I think what you're saying right. is whatever it is. Um and I would love for you to expand on that because mm-hmm. Um, you know, we all have stuff. Yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. And also, yeah, (laughs) we all have, I mean, even I have stuff. I mean, sometimes my, my situation, you know, being disabled is actually the least of my problems, uh, because, you know, life problems are, you know, they're there, they're, 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 they, they hit everybody in this world. So I think, I think maybe one of the things that has maybe helped me develop this mindset also is, you know, from a young age, I, my parents uh, exposed me to the real world 
if you can call it that, uh, as much as possible. So I remember when it was time for me to go to school, you know, at that point they had a choice because I was this fragile kid, breaking bones pretty much every month or twice a month. And, you know, when it was time to send me to school, they, they had to decide whether to send me into what we call over here a mainstream school, which is just a, a, a regular school, or mm-hmm. send me to a special school for, for the handicapped. And, you know, I can imagine their temptation from their side to send me to a special school because you're thinking, oh, my God, this is, I mean, parents are protective anyway of their children, right? <laughs> you um, think? Yeah. <laughs> but sure. now you've got this. <laughs> exactly. I'm sure you can relate, Elizabeth. And um, oh, yeah. but now on top of that, you've got this kid who's got special needs. You know, he might get injured at school and, you know, are the teachers going to know how to look after him, this, that, the other. Um and I think they made a really tough choice, which was to send me to a, a regular school. And maybe that was sort of where the seed was planted for me because I've never, in, I was saying to somebody, and they were a little bit surprised when I said this, was, you know, there are times when I completely forget that I'm disabled. It's only when somebody comes up to me and, you know, like the guy who approached me earlier today and said, you know, I think you're inspirational. Or, you know, when it, it, it takes almost, I remember a situation where one time I saw myself in the mirror, uh, just my reflection, it wasn't even a mirror, I just saw my reflection and it almost made me jump because when I'm, you know, just living life, doing my own thing, I just see myself as completely the same as anybody else. And I think that sort of mentality was planted from a young age when I was just exposed to normal situations and forced to integrate to the normal world. That's awesome. Did, you know... um this might help people too, you know, kids in similar situations and so forth. Mm. Were you, um, was everybody like amazingly kind or amazingly cruel or a mix or what, how were you received um, in that setting? Yeah, so initially, if I'm honest, initially I struggled, um, not because people were cruel or mean or anything, um, I mean, kids are kids. I don't think I was targeted or bullied or anything like that. Um, but, of course, kids are very direct. You know, they'll call a spade a spade. You know, they'll, they'll, for example, come up to me and say, you know, why are you so small and you're in a wheelchair? Or, you know, why are you born like that? Or, you know, they'll, they'll, it's more curiosity. Um, yeah. and, I, and, and I think maybe when I was younger, because at home, in a home environment or in a, outside of school, outside of work environment, I'm surrounded by family, I'm surrounded by friends, I'm surrounded by people who, who are used to me. So for me, it was a different, I guess, challenge having to answer these questions and having to almost um, face up to my my situation for the first time because nobody at home really talked about it, not because they were avoiding it, but just because Winston is Winston. It's not Winston yeah. in a wheelchair, right? Um and so for me, that that was initially tough um, because I kind of had to sort of face up to it. But eventually I realized actually what's more important and the best way to connect with people is just by being yourself. And, you know, for me, that means, you know, trying to be funny, you know, sharing my humor, being being social, <laughs> yeah. being talkative. Um, and and rather than try to, to try to fit in or to try and... Um, to, to, to try and be someone who I'm not. So when I relaxed yeah. and I stopped feeling so self-conscious about things, it, it was actually much easier for me to integrate and for me to uh, to make those friends and to build those relationships. And that has carried on through uh, through my life yeah. to now. I've, I've scheduled many guests on this show at this point. And I must tell you, you your kindness came and tone and spirit, energy, and funny came across in email. I showed your email to my husband. I'm like, oh, my gosh, he is so nice. I can't wait for this conversation. <laughs> I mean, really award-winningly kind and funny and um, just lovely. So um, it, uh, it's, it's awesome husband. because, you know, I, I could I could see in that situation, you know, I'm a mom of four boys, and um, I could I could see in that situation where one could be bitter instead, bitter mm. and grumpy and cranky and mean and you know, uh, you know, kind of thing. And um, 
No, I mean, I'm, we all have our days, I get it, but, you know, you're overwhelmingly, you know, f- fun-loving and kind and, and everything, so it's, it's really cool, and I think I think that's your nature. I don't think it's an effort. I think it's just the nature of you. Do you feel that way? I, I feel that way. I feel I feel it's, it's yeah. nature, and it's also nurture, Elizabeth, because I... I guess because I've always I've always lived in my container, right? So this is all I know. And so what that has um, maybe taught me to do is to be really empathetic and really um, conscious of how of how I'm responding to other people and how they're responding to me as well. Um, so for me, it's really important, Elizabeth. If we were to meet for a coffee, you know, and to sit down and you know, I want to get to know you. Um, I don't want you to feel like, you know, there's there's something or there's anything that you cannot ask me or that I might get offended if you use a certain way of describing me or certain language, you know, things of that nature. Because we live in, especially nowadays, such a politically correct world, world right? So, you know, there's, 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 it's, it's a minefield, right? It's so easy to offend people. Um, so that's, that's one of the things I guess from a young age, maybe without knowing it, I've been trying to you know, push that stuff to the side because I'm not particularly politically correct. I don't, I don't go out to offend offend people, but at the same time, I'm looking to have real conversations and really to understand the human um, behind the person. And so, and and so yeah. So that's why I, I, I tend to keep it relaxed and I tend to you know let my let my charm, if you can call it that, come come to the fore and and that way you just, it just makes for more more richer and more rewarding relationships. I found. Yeah, I can I can tell you that my my dad would verify your thoughts on your on your lessons on your three lessons. My my dad just passed away, but he was a stroke survivor since 2004, and the series of strokes he had left him basically blind. And um, he was a, he was a writer, and so it's very difficult to sit at a computer and write while right. you're you know while you're blind and all these things. Anyway, he wrote a huge book as a stroke survivor. Um, I mean, just a, an amazing human being. So, um, shout out to my dad. He would have liked listening to this show and and hearing yeah. you and and all the things. So, and I've I've been bringing him up lately because it's you know it's, it's yeah. painful when you miss somebody like that and they're just so cool. Yeah. But he was he was very much like this isn't going to stop me, deter me, you know, or anything. I'm I'm moving yeah. forward. And he was really cool. And um, was actually you know had a lot of stuff thrown at him from you know 2004 to now with you know many 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 medical problems and Mm. um not fun um and he powered through like so much with sort of the same you know never give up attitude and and um you know he a lot of the inspiration behind best ever you so it was it was pretty cool but thanks for listening to that anyway (laughs) but um you know i want to make sure i direct people (laughs) <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for listening. Um, I want to make sure I direct people to your website, which, which is winstonclements.com. I've got the link posted and, and everything, um, and your TED Talk is there, so people can click on that. That was super easy to listen to multiple times. And oh, I really you. want to know what's in store for us as you continue down this path. What are some of your newer goals? What are What are you thinking? How are you going to reach a billion people? <laughs> you must have a plan. <laughs> you would think I had a plan, yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah. No, for me I guess it's 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 about um it's about content creation and what I'm trying to get to is, you know, distilling those lessons, those mind shifts, those uh those mindsets, like exactly what you said, you know, with, with your father and, you know, the resilience, the tenacity, the uh, the way he was able to bounce back from, you know, so many challenges which would have knocked many people out. Um, and it's how, how can I take those those ideas and, and package them up into almost a toolbox that, you know, anybody can use and, and, and apply to their own life to to be that best ever version of themselves. Um, and so for me, that means, you know, sharing those ideas by speaking on stage and, you know, like I said, I get around and, and hopefully I'll get to come over to the U.S. and, and share with some of you guys very soon. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm also looking at writing a book as well. I think that'll be another another way of, of breaking down those lessons and hopefully sharing some value with 
uh, with your audience and 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 many others. Um, and 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 just just being consistent with with what I'm putting out, whether it's on social media, whether it's you know through video platforms, whether it's um, creating my own podcast, which is something that is coming up for me next year. Um, so. So using all the technology that we're so fortunate to have nowadays and leverage for free um, to hopefully help me make a bit of a splash of that $1 billion. Yeah, I love it. And and I hope that you do come to the U.S. It's, it, I think you'd be very well received here with your message, and I think audiences would love you. And if you have a book in hand while you do it, it's it's always fun to be up in front of an audience and then do signings afterward or or whatever. Right. And, the you know, a podcast is a – Podcasts are phenomenally wonderful because you know they're they're there always. You can go back and listen to the messages over and over again and learn. That's what I love about um, this this format. Um, it, it, sometimes people don't learn from listening, um, but I think we have. A, I think I like our guests do magical <laughs> things with words and and they're speaking and so forth. So you can listen to the show and hear, you know, even if the takeaway is three things or hearing your voice or, you know, a little bit of inspiration, whatever it is, it's, it's always pretty fun. Um, you have a message on your website and it is about um, saying no to negativity on your news feed. Cause I yeah. love to say no to, you know, negativity. Um, mm. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, yeah, sure. And and I think I think that was sort of uh, inspired or, or um yeah, that that came about because we live in such a social media age, right? You have all the different platforms, your Facebook, your Instagram, your Twitter and many others. And you know, I'm sure it's the same in the US, but here in the UK, um, especially with the younger generation, we're seeing a, lot, a much higher rate of stress, anxiety, depression, mental illness, all of these things. And, you know, not all of it is driven by, you know, social media, but social media does play a part because what social media allows us to do, which maybe wasn't an option many decades ago or just a couple of decades ago, was you can so easily compare yourself with the next person. In fact, I could compare myself with, you know, someone who is in a completely different country and, you know, what this can create is situations where people feel like perhaps they're not living a good life or they feel like everybody else is doing it and they're not. And I think this feeds into negativity, anxiety, and all those other things. Uh, so it's to say no to negativity on your news feed. So the reason I came up on that phrase, with that phrase, is to encourage people not just to consume on social media, but to actually become creators because... When you move from a consumption, pure consumption mindset into a creation mindset, you're actually sharing values, you know, sharing your lessons, your tools, you know, you're, you're creating your legacy because if you were to imagine, you know, like you said, podcasts are going to be, you know, they're, they're going to be around forever, right? So whatever you and I are doing right now, Elizabeth, you know, our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren, our future generations can always come back to this episode and 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 listen to this conversation and hopefully take something away. So I think when we shift from that mindset of consumption, where you're kind of just always trying to keep up with the Joneses or kind of like, you know, looking at what other people are doing, to creation, where you're actually adding value and teaching, because we, we can all teach something because we all have different journeys, different experiences, and, and live a different life, then I believe that's, that's much healthier. And, and hopefully that will be something that will contribute to, you know, those negative side effects of social media and living in a digital world um, reducing in future. I couldn't agree with you more. It, sounds, it seems like a lot of people either post everything peachy, perfect all the time, or um, there, I think in, in my feed, a, a lot of the times there's a lot of different various cries for help in uh, different ways, right. like somebody passed away or um, I had to put my dog to sleep or pray yeah. for me. or You know, there's a lot of different things that we're exposed yeah. to in social media. And, um, I, you know, as a, as a, I agree with you, like as a consumer of it, you can be sort of um, really dragged into a variety of different circumstances um, just in that one feed, you know, just in the one feed, there's all these different people and everything that's going on in their lives. And, 
And um, and then the the other part that you were talking about was where people just post all of their you know bliss. And you're sitting there going, wow, you know, today you're in Jamaica, and last week you were in, you know, or wherever it is, and you're sitting there going, wow, I'm terrible. I, I, you know, and you compare and you despair and you, you think you, you know, your life isn't good and all that stuff. And, um, yeah, it's, it's interesting to, um, to, do you ever not scroll through the feed? Like, have you become a, like a non-consumer of social media and just a creator, or are you? See, I love being engaged with my community um but i agree with you <laughs> it's, it can be tricky yeah 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 I, I am super engaged by the way i you know it, it's so hard for me to see if, if somebody leaves a comment or you know shows any interest in something i posted it's very hard for me to to ignore or to not want to engage with that person uh but what i've what i've come up with or what what i apply nowadays is almost like an 80 20 rule so I want to be creating 80% of the time, and I want to be consuming 20% of the time. Um, I mean, it doesn't have to be exact, and, you know, sometimes that balance is going to shift. But, you know, just having that in the back of my mind has, has been a good way of sort of putting me into, you know, whenever I go into one of my platforms, I know that the first thing I need to be thinking about is creating. And then, you know, afterwards, when I've given enough value, then... I feel less guilty about sitting there and, you know, looking at, you know, photos of puppies or whatever it is. Kitty <laughs> <laughs> cats and whales are my thing. Um, do you have a favorite place where you like to connect with people in social media? Do you have a platform that you love more than another? Um, to be honest, uh, I'm, I'm I'm active on all my platforms. At the moment, I am I'm quite heavy on YouTube and I'm heavy on Instagram. Um, because with YouTube, I'm, I'm just trying to put more video content out there, which I, I found really uh, valuable. It's really helping a lot of people uh, because I'm getting good feedback from it. Um, and with Instagram, you know, I, I just find Instagram as less overwhelming than Facebook sometimes. Sometimes Facebook can get a bit too busy. Uh, but with Instagram, I know, you know, it's, it's either a photo, a video, and, and that's it. <laughs> so I, yeah. I, I think those will be my two most... Um, most interesting platforms at the moment, but that could change. Yeah, I'm sort of addicted to Twitter myself, but you know, it is what it is, right? Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. I yeah. Think and, it, yeah go ahead. No, I was going to say, and I think it also depends uh, on if you're an entrepreneur, if you're in business, then I guess the platform also depends on who you're marketing your services to. Um, so LinkedIn mm-hmm. is another really important platform for me because I do a lot of speaking for corporations and corporations they live on LinkedIn they don't live on Instagram so I guess it's almost knowing finding a platform that's congruent with either who you are as a person and the content that you like to consume or if you're using it for business then find out where your leads like to hang out and put your content on there yeah my my uh Instagram account is suffering. Uh, one of them, the the best ever you one, the professional one is fine, but the personal one, I mean, I think my latest post is help me name my cat. So <laughs> I, think I, I think I have Instagram issues. So help me name my cat, whatever. Yeah, you know, what are you going to do? But, yeah, Instagram okay, to me is more to goof goof around. But uh, yeah. uh, whatever. I'm mean, um, to reply to that to that cat post and and get yeah the so the latest one if you can help me name my cat I'd really appreciate it because um yeah she's got some silly names going around depending on how she behaves <laughs> so whatever you know we're talking about my cat now um <laughs> yeah, it's too funny now what okay so aside from speaking and aside from YouTube and social media and your book and all that stuff. Can you tell us a little bit about you personally? Like, what do you do for work, and um, what are some of the things in life that you really love and appreciate? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I guess as a background, when when I went to university, I studied computer science. So I, in terms of my corporate career, my, my field was, I was basically a coder. I was a software engineer. I, I wrote computer programs. Um, I, was, I, I was the geek basically. Um, and so it's kind of funny to think of that now because, you know, now I'm on stage, I'm speaking to audiences and I'm connecting with so many people. Whereas in my previous life, 
it was just me and computers. And, you know, I still have a, I'm, I'm still quite interested in technology and gadgets and all of that, all of those things, uh, because I think I'll always be a bit of a geek at heart. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I guess I'm, I'm fortunate to be one of the geeks that is actually <laughs> able to have a conversation, not just with computers, but with people as well. Um, and uh, in terms of what I like to do, family is really important to me. So I like to spend a lot of time with my family. I've got my mom, I've got my two sisters. And so we hang out a lot and, you know, they're, they're ladies, so they like to watch trashy TV. And, you know, if, if I'm honest, <laughs> I, <laughs> when, they, when they're doing it, I also take the opportunity to join in with them uh, because secretly I probably love it too. <laughs> That's awesome. Yep. Uh, family's all good, isn't it? Family's wonderful. And I bet they're just a wonderful support and champion of, of you and all that you're doing. And they it's just so inspiring. Um, and, okay, so here's another question. And we're going to run out of time here, so I'm getting a little choppy. And sorry for the beginning of the show. I, I apologize. I'm going to have to – I think I might even have to, like, go in and edit that. I never edit our shows, but that was brutal being double – like it was double Elizabeth for like a minute or two, I think, and maybe double you too. I'm not real sure, but um, do you, is there anything that we haven't talked about? Like, did I miss anything completely that you want to bring up? Um, anything more about your TED talk or, I mean, your limitations are an illusion. That's powerful. <laughs> anything you want to talk about? Yeah, um, I mean, I'm a speaker, so I'm always going to, I'm always going to talk. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, I think maybe just to share another thing that has sort of been resonating with me recently is um, is something that I call my my ten personal commandments and uh, and and just to explain uh, this this actually came about on another interview that I was doing and you know the the question that I was asked was how do you how do you prioritize you know because there might be some people listening to this other working in corporations or working as an entrepreneur or have their own business, etc. Um, and there's so much noise happening, right? There's so many people you could be talking to. There's so many things you could be getting involved in, whether it's building a website, social media, um, you know, going out there, meeting people. And, and, and how do you actually decipher what's, what's truly important and what's going to give you the, the, the best leverage? And so, you know, one of the things that I use is something that I call my 10 personal commandments. Um, and it allows me to actually learn not just what to say yes to, but more importantly, the things that I should be saying no to. Because what I've learned, what I realized was I'm actually a yes man. You know, if, if, if I don't control myself, I'll just say yes to everything. And then I'll be overwhelmed. I'll be tired. And I'm probably not going to be very productive. So the 10 personal commandments is, you know, just basically a list of almost non-negotiables. And I'll give you one example is, you know, like I mentioned, family is really important to me. So for me, one of my 10 commandments is that I have to spend a certain amount of hours every week with my family. And so what that helps with is if, for example, I had scheduled to spend Sunday afternoon with my family, or and, and somebody comes to me and says, hey, Winston, I've got this amazing opportunity. I want you to come and speak at this conference. And I'm like, okay, cool. This sounds really exciting. When is it? Sunday afternoon. Sorry. <laughs> no, I can't. I can't, do it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't do it because this violates something that is a non-negotiable for me. Um, and so just having that list, I mean, it doesn't have to be 10 things. It could be five things or three things, whatever works for you. I've just been a really good way of... Um, helping me to apply more discernment into all my projects and everything that I'm trying to accomplish uh, so that I can do it with a smile as opposed to uh, with tiredness or with overwhelm. Yeah, I love that. Can you Do you have any other ones that you want to share? Because I actually got my pen out and I wrote, you know, a list of ten. And um, <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> it's like, oh, learning mode. That's what I do. I, I love it when I have guests on and I grab my pen. I'm like, ooh, learning something new. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Any yeah. other ones? Because it helps everybody. Yeah, yeah sure. I'll other sh- people. I'll Yay. Sh- I'll share a couple of more. Um, so another one for me is um, so a, a really important one for me was because I'm, I'm in business, I'm, a, I'm an entrepreneur, 
uh, what I realized was I'm really good at talking to people and building relationships. Um, but I had some avoidance around asking for the sale. <laughs> uh, so, you know, in, in terms of closing the deal, right? So let's say if I was meeting you, Elizabeth, and we wanted to talk about me coming to speak at your event or something like that, you know, I would, I would, you know, I'd be really good at showing my value and showing what I can bring to the table and building that rapport with you. Um, but then I'd be a little bit hesitant on closing the sale. So one of my ten commandments is it just literally says, seal the deal, <laughs> because you know you're, you're good at all the other stuff. You're good at like building the relationship, but just don't forget to ask for the close. Otherwise, you know you end up having all of these amazing relationships, but not really. Um, leveraging those relationships to help grow your business. So that, that's been a really important one for me as well. Um, and I guess to share one more, I'll share sort of three out of ten. So this, this one is a bit of a, it's an obvious one really, and you hear it all the time, is, um, you know, if, if there are relationships in your life that are no longer serving you, then don't feel bad about walking away from those relationships because, Again, like I said, I'm a yes man by default. I'm a people pleaser. And what I realized mm-hmm. was I was, ma- I was maintaining certain relationships um, that were not really beneficial to me. I mean, not that these people were terrible people or, you know, evil or anything like that. It's just that they were not, they were not allowing me to, they were not putting me in an environment that was allowing me to grow. And so that commandment just simply says, you know, don't, don't be afraid to cut loose. Don't be afraid to cut loose. Um, from people who are no longer who are no longer serving you, um, and not to mean it in a cruel way, just 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 to move on and to look for those situations that actually bring out the best version of you. Oh yeah, especially um, in a in a field that has any amount of creativity to it, the naysayers you know always come rearing around exactly. in one way, one form or another. Somebody will tell you something terribly negative about yourself and you have a moment where you have to really choose to ignore it (laughs) (laughs) fingers go in the ears and they're plugged and you're like i can't hear you uh you know kind of kind of moment but um okay so can i add one yeah sure okay here's one I I love these things, so we're going to come up with commandments (laughs) of personal personal ways to live um one of the things that I do, is, or try to, well, no, I do it pretty much. Um, I have a saying, it's like stop wishing for it and start working for it. And because right. a lot of people have goals where they're like, well, I want to, you know, become a public speaker. Well, mm-hmm. you know, that doesn't just fall from the sky. Um, and so I have, a, I have a saying that I'll say to people, like, do at least one thing that connects you to your goals daily. Preferably yes. five, but at least one. So, yeah. like, if you want to write a book, that. you probably need to sit down and write. <laughs> it could be a good idea, right? <laughs> <laughs> yep, just one paragraph every day. Yep. <laughs> just anything. So, you know, and I, I mean, that's a really common – you'd be surprised. Like, uh, people will say, well, how did you write your book? Like, well, you know, I sat down and, and wrote it. <laughs> it was not fun at all. You know, a lot of words, a lot of edits, a lot of everything, and um, – and, it's amazing the people that have goals to write the book, uh, write a book, but they don't write. And it's common in anything. Um, you know, the the practice is what makes the 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 you know the action come alive. So it's it's interesting. What do you think about that? Yeah, that's a really good one actually, and it actually ties in with one of mine, which uh, I've just simply called it um, "Take the Long Cut," because. <laughs> We we live in a, in a in a society as well. You know, every, everything is fast, right? You know, social yeah. media. You know, you post something, you get engagement straight away. If you don't get engagement, you're disappointed because you know you haven't had that uh, validation. Or you know, even just in general, you can order something from Amazon. You can receive it the same day or first thing tomorrow morning. You know, fast food. You know, you want something to eat. You could, you could have it on your table in the next half an hour. Um, and so for me, when I say take the long cut is exactly what you're saying, you know, be, be prepared to, um, not to always look for the shortcut. I mean, of course, if if there's a quicker way of doing things or if you can get a mentor or somebody to guide you through the process quicker, then that's great. 
But, you know, some things just have to happen in their own time. Like writing a book will take a certain amount of time. You know, becoming a successful, you know, global motivational speaker. You know, Les Brown, you know, Tony Robbins, they didn't do it overnight. It took time. So so literally take a long cut and, and, and trust the process and enjoy it. Um, because a lot of the time, one of the big mistakes that people make, I think, and I've been in this situation as well, is, you set a goal, but you kind of hit a pause on enjoying yourself until you achieve that goal. Um, so it's like I'm yeah. not gonna, I'm not gonna enjoy becoming a, I'm not gonna enjoy what I'm doing in the speaking world until I become like Tony Robbins. And you know, so you're gonna have all of these months, years, decades, however long it's gonna take you to reach that level of doing something, but not getting full satisfaction because you've kind of delay the gratification instead of just you know just taking it day by day and enjoying you know smelling the roses where you are you know today tomorrow next month and next year boy did i need to hear that i'm guilty of that one oh man i can't i feel a lot of the time like you know you can't like you're not it's frustrating like you're not reaching enough people or whatever and i just Mm. have to remind myself i'm like chill and what I've learned on that is like, you know how um, there's so much pressure on people who measurement, you know, like um, you're, you know, how many people are engaging you or how many followers exactly. you have and things like that. And um, I find that there are actually quite a bit of listeners out there. Um, not everybody, in my experience of doing this now for almost 15 years, is not everybody out there mm-hmm. is going to engage you. A lot of people listen and don't click right. and don't comment and so forth. So it's a it's a really awkward way to be measuring yourself, and it can really be um, skewed, um, especially in the land of fake. You know, in the internet, it can be very fake. There are like Instagram mm. is filled with fake followers. Um, Twitter kind of cracked down, which was very nice. Yeah. Um, you know yeah. those types of things. There can be a lot of paid. Uh, activity on in social media that oh, yeah. that the average yeah. person might not be aware of. So it's a it's an interesting gauge um that can be really off, I think. Um so I kinda yeah. go in the like the did you touch that one person's life? So cool. Um like you've touched yeah. mine. I'm I I know we have to go and I know we're out of time, but I, I want to just tell you I hope you come on again and have another message. Like we could do like little shorter shows. Um, yeah. You know, maybe like 20-minute ones with like a little quick message and chat back and forth like we did. It's really fun. I I, <laughs> I don't know if you've like been on the phone with me, but I sure like being on the phone with you. It's been really, um, <laughs> no, really fun. No, honestly, yeah, no, I've, I've, I really enjoyed it. And, yeah, for sure, um, Elizabeth, for you, anytime, just let me know and yeah. we'll schedule it. And I'm happy, I'm happy to do this. I mean, for me, it doesn't even feel like we're recording. It just feels like we're, you know sharing value with each other that's what i hope for um and that's what it's all about and i, and I hope people listen um to our conversation and eavesdrop on it in a way and and take <laughs> what they need from it because it's 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 you know you're just you're going to do amazing things you know keep doing what you're doing because it changes everybody's lives and we need you so yay yay winston <laughs> so um all right everybody thank you for being here winston i appreciate you so much um, just to kind of recap, um, please visit winstonclements.com. Um, he has just a wonderful message. And if you are feeling, I don't know, what's the word, Winston? If you're feeling whatever you're feeling, sometimes if you're going through so life, we, we, all, we all need this message. Even <laughs> I need it sometimes. So, you know, if, yeah, I, if, if, if you're alive, then check it out. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's how you reach your billion people. If you're alive, check this out. So go to winstonclements.com because you know it, that's exactly it. You're gonna. I think we all trade off these moments. Like one day my day might be great and the next day not. And so I just think it's it's so important to um, the the reminders and the inspiration and so forth. So anyway, okay, I'm gonna be quiet. I hate ending shows. I always tell everybody that um, it's not fun because that means that we have to go. And um, I've just thoroughly enjoyed you here with us. And everybody, um, go to winstonclements.com, and I posted the TED Talk. I'm going to post – I always post more after the shows, and we do blogs and all this kind of fun stuff. So you'll hear more from us 
Sorry. <laughs> <You know, laughs> it is Let's what it is. It. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe maybe not so much an Instagram on my part, unless you want to help me name that cat. <laughs> you guys go for it. Um, but anyway, lots of love to everybody. And please remember, um, Best Ever You is completely grassroots. The website, this radio show, my book, Percolate, I did not pay a PR firm to help me with any of this. Um, I did not, it's all grassroots, a little bit of husband funding, <laughs> not going to lie, but, um, what, so that means that when we have guests on like Winston, it's really special. And I'm so proud of all of you for really embracing our guests, their message, their websites, their books, their Ted talks, their everything, and in turn sharing them with your audience. And, um, if, if Winston, where, I want to tell people one more thing, where are you on Twitter? It was. It wasn't your name exactly, and I want to make sure I tell people that. It's, it's Winston at Winston Speaker. Okay, got it. Winston Speaker on Twitter. You yes. know, you can you can talk to him right there. Um, Facebook, LinkedIn, anywhere, and um, it, very very powerful message. So, Winston, thank you for your time. Loved having you on. Thank you so much. And you know, like you said, if, if anything has resonated with anybody, just. You know, just hit me up on social media. I'm happy to answer any questions. Awesome. And remember, everybody, Winston says your limitations are an illusion. WinstonClements.com, everybody. All right. Thank you, Winston. Take care. We're out. Thanks for listening to the Best Ever You Show. Want more? Visit us at BestEverYou.com. Be your best and keep it real. Confident, successful, caring, and beautiful every day with Best Ever You. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.